0: We're continuing our series for, for Emoji on fear. And as I was thinking about tonight, I thought, you know, I know what I'm afraid of, but I'm not really sure what everybody else is afraid of. So I Googled it like any normal person would, right? And I found actually Barner Research, did a study on what people are afraid of, and I found um, some of the most common fears. And I want you to listen as I le- read this list and just don't have to raise your hand or admit to anyone else in this room that you're afraid of these things, but I just want you to go Oh, yeah. Or, no, that's not me. Just, so just think about it as I read this list and see if any of them apply to you. Have you ever been afraid of ghosts, spiders, darkness, doctors, dentists, or sickness in general, being alone, speaking in front of crowds and not having your microphone turned on, um, or, more seriously, war, terrorism, and violence? Heights, fear of heights, a very common one. Maybe after an especially bad um, uh, event with your friends, you're fearful of getting grounded for life. Um, Have you ever worried about what others think of you and been afraid of that? Have you ever been afraid of changing friendships and losing friends? What about your parents divorcing or dying? What about being different than the people around you, or failing, or the future and all the unknowns that come with that? As I started this list, it's like, man, it's pretty easy to get overwhelmed with fears. When I was in high school, my friends and I loved watching movies. And we would watch, you know, comedies and all kinds of things, but our favorite go-to movie if we didn't know what else to watch was a horror movie. And the scarier the better, and some of my friends would laugh at the scenes. I never quite got to that point. I was always like so drawn into the story that I was freaking out. Um, But I, to this day, can still remember one scene in particular where the bad guy was hiding in a cabin at camp, waiting to kill the teenagers when they returned, and he was hiding under one of the cots, just waiting to spring on them and kill them. And that one scene impacted me by producing so much fear that for months after watching that movie, I checked under my bed before going to bed. Now that's kind of ridiculous, right? Fear can make us do some crazy things. But if I'm more honest with you, the things I was really afraid of had nothing to do with the ones I saw in movies. I worried about what other people thought of me. If I was good enough. I worried about the unknowns in the future. I worried about failing and being embarrassed. I worried about those I loved dying. And some of them didn't know Jesus, so I worried about them dying outside of that relationship. Some fears are irrational and make no sense at all. Some are very well founded in reality, and fear can drive us crazy if we let it. It can paralyze us, it can defeat and discourage us, it can make us take some unwise actions, and it can make us miss out on some amazing things. But fear is not a new emotion, and we're going to need some lights if there's somebody that can run back there and turn them on a little bit, because you guys, we're going to just look in the Bible, about the middle of your Bibles. We're going to turn to the book of Psalms, which is pretty much right smack dab in the middle. If you get to Proverbs, you've gone too far, and we're going to look for Psalm 55, So Psalm 55, page 326, 326, good job, thank you. And I want you to just follow along while I read it. And I just am showing you this, this psalm was written by King David, and I think it's a pretty interesting description of what we're talking about tonight. My heart is in anguish within me. The terrors of death have fallen upon me. Fear and trembling come upon me, and horror overwhelms me. And I say, oh, that I had the wings like a dove. I would fly away and be at rest. Yes, I would wander far away. I would lodge in the wilderness. I would hurry to find shelter from the raging wind and tempest. Fear is not a new emotion. King David knew fear. David paints a vivid picture of it using those words like terror, trembling, and horror. The dictionary defines fear like this. It calls it a distressing emotion aroused by impending danger, evil, or pain, whether the threat is real or imagined. And the opposites of fear are courage, peace, security, and calm. Those sound a lot better, don't they? In the book of Numbers in the Old Testament, there's a story about when God's people were faced with the choice of trusting or fearing what they saw around them or trusting the God who brought them safely out of Egypt, showing them by miracle after miracle that he is powerful. So the people leave Egypt and they head to the promised land, the the land that God had promised to give them as an inheritance. And they arrive at the promised land, and they decide to send 12 spies into the land just to see what it's like, to check it out. And the spies come back with a glowing report about the land. The land is flowing with milk and honey. It's beautiful. It's it's fertile. There's tons of crops. It's gorgeous. They bring back one cluster of grapes, and that cluster of grapes is so big that it takes two of them to carry it, suspended from a pole in between the two of them. So they have a glowing report about the land, and two of the spies, two of the 12, say to the the children of Israel, we should go up right now and take possession of this land that God has given us. We should do it right now because God is with us and he's given it to us. The other 10 spies, however, told a different story. They too said the land was amazing and, and flowing with milk and honey, but they shared a report driven by fear instead of confidence in God. They reported how huge the inhabitants of the land were in comparison to themselves and how strong their cities were and how they seemed like grasshoppers in the sight of the the promised land's inhabitants. And Israel, the Israelites chose fear instead of confidence in our God who had brought them safely out of slavery in Egypt to this new land and provided for them with manna and quail and protected them every step of the way. And their fear had a high price tag. Because they didn't trust in God, but chose fear and doubt instead of confidence in God, that entire generation, God said, except for those two faithful spies who had confidence in God, that entire generation would die in the wilderness and never live one day in that promised land. The punishment for the people was 40 more years of wandering around in the wilderness until that generation died off because they had chosen fear over confidence in God. There's a huge cost to fear. In this case, the cost was 40 years more of living in the wilderness and missing out on the promised land altogether. And for all but those two spies, it involved loss of their life. When we choose fear over trusting God, we miss out too. We miss out on peace, courage, security, and calm. Did you catch that? When we choose fear instead of trusting in God and the problems that arise in our lives, we miss out on peace, courage, security, and calm. Or think of the story of David and Goliath. I'm sure almost everyone in this room has heard of the story. David was just a young boy about the age of you, you gentlemen, like over in here, and he was sent to check by his dad. who was sent to check on his big brothers who were at the battle lines and bring them some food. Well that errand turned into a life-changing encounter when he saw his brothers and the other grown men soldiers cowering in fear in the face of a giant dishonoring their god and his people. David had more faith in God and God's power than he had fear of that giant in front of him. Goliath even says, he mocks when David comes out to fight him. He's like, "What am I, a dog that you you'd come at me with this stick?" commenting on David's small size. While the grown men around him were focused on how big and scary that huge giant was, David focused on how big God is, and he defeated the giant. And I think this story gives us, we can take heart, because God is bigger than any fear we can name. He's bigger, stronger, wiser, and kinder than anything we will face. Now Jesus had some things to say about fear also. And I want us together to open our Bibles. We're going to turn farther back in your Bibles to the book of Matthew, which is in the New Testament, the first book of the New Testament. And we're going to go to chapter 10. Matthew chapter 10. Matthew chapter 10. On page 562, we're going to look at verse 28. These ladies in front are on the ball with these pages. Good job. All right, and I'm just going to read it, and I want you to follow along. This is Jesus talking, and he says, And do not fear those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul. Rather, fear him who can destroy both soul and body in hell. I'm going to read that one more time. Do not fear those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul. Rather, fear him who can destroy both soul and body in hell. So, according to Jesus' very own words, we are not supposed to fear anything or anyone that cannot harm our souls. But we are supposed to fear God. This kind of fear, though, has a different definition than that first definition I read for you. We are to treat God with the kind of fear that is defined as reverent, deeply respectful awe and admiration. Deeply respectful awe. And admiration. You know, we toss around phrases like OMG, and we use God's name and Jesus' name in ways that I think don't portray a deeply held respect and, and awe and admiration for God. How we approach Him, how we talk about Him, how we think about Him, how we act, and how it's it's just all to be filled with deep respect and awe and admiration. Now Solomon also had some things to say about what to fear and what not to fear. He was the wisest man ever to live besides Jesus, and we're going to turn back towards the middle of our Bibles and see what he had to say. So if you get to Psalms this time, we're going to look to Proverbs, and if you get to Psalms, you've gone too far. So aim back towards the middle of your Bibles and look for Proverbs. Ooh, excellent. Page 366, we're going to Proverbs chapter 9. And we're looking at verse 10. And it says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the Holy One is insight. Or some translations say understanding. I'm going to read that again. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the Holy One is insight. In other words, if you want to be a wise person, it starts with fearing the Lord, awing and respecting and honoring God is where wisdom starts and then let's we're going to stay in Proverbs we're going to go to Proverbs chapter 29 and we're going to look at verse 25 page what 376 sweet you guys are good Proverbs twenty-nine twenty-five says the fear of man lays a snare does anybody know what a snare is trap yes that's the best way I know how to say it the fear of man lays a trap in other words But whoever trusts in the Lord is safe. Whoever trusts in the Lord is safe. So we are, by both Jesus' and Solomon's word, we are supposed to fear God, but nothing and no one else. But let's be honest, fear is a real emotion. We all probably today have had things that we've been afraid of. How do we handle it when we face that emotion? Well, I think there's two things I just want to throw out there for you to consider. The first thing is that we need to strive to increase our fear of God by getting to know him better through his word and spending time with him and strive to respect him with our thoughts, words, and actions, to be in awe of him, to find out more about who he is. And as we get to know God better, that will increase our trust in him, which will lead to us having more peace and more calm and more courage and more security. So let's strive to increase our fear of the Lord and let's strive to decrease our fear of everything else by praying about those fears, by clinging to the promises of God's word, promises like like God has a plan for us and it's a plan to prosper and not to harm us, plans to give us a hope and a future. Um, We could try memorizing some verses that talk about fear. 2 Timothy 1.7, for God gave us a spirit not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. If you're somebody that struggles with fear, this would be a great verse for you to commit to memory. And this is a short verse, so it wouldn't even take very long. Let's read it all together. For God gave us a spirit not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. Good job. And I have to tell you, I'm up here talking about fear tonight because it's something I struggle with. It's not something I have perfected. Just today I had to take time alone with God and pray through a list of things that are stressing me out. And that I'm fearful of. But where I focus when I have that fear is key. I have to keep my eyes focused on God. To close, I want to read a little bit to you from Psalm 34. I don't want you to turn there in your Bibles, I just want you to sit and listen and take this in. Um, This is written by David also. The same guy who wrote those first verses we looked at wrote these verses. I sought the Lord, and he answered me, and he delivered me from all my fears. Those who look to him are radiant, and their faces shall never be ashamed. This poor man cried, and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him, and he delivers them. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. Oh, fear the Lord, you, his saints, for those who fear him have no lack. Some translations say, lack no good thing. Fear is a real emotion, but it's only helpful when we fear the one we are meant to fear and not when we fear the things we aren't. Would you please pray with me? Heavenly Father, help us to know you more deeply more deeply respect and admire you. And as we know you more, God, help us to trust you with our fears and accept the peace and calm and security that you give us. God, help us to taste and see that you are good. Help us to fear you. And help us to remember that you encamp around those who fear you and you deliver us out of our troubles. Thank you, God, for your love. As we have this time of reflection, God, I pray that you'd either bring to mind fears that we need to hand over to you, or give us conviction about the things where maybe in our lives we haven't been fearing you appropriately. Just work in our hearts, Lord. In your name we pray. Amen.
1: John. Savior I will sing your praise With all that I Through the fire and not be burned, pray in the fire and watch it turn. Jesus tonight, I gave it, to it all to you. Jesus tonight, I give it all to you.
0: Jesus tonight, I give it all to you. As we face fears, I pray that we will be able to give them all to Him. And I pray that. Our hearts will learn more and more to fear him in an appropriate way.